iShares and S&P Dow Jones indices are proud to support the Wealth Management Edge podcast and financial advisors. With more than 1,250 products worldwide, iShares is dedicated to empowering millions of people to make their money work for them. Visit www.ishares.com to learn more. S&P Dow Jones Indices is the largest global resource for essential index-based concepts, data and research, and home to iconic financial market indicators such as the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average iShares and S&P Dow Jones Indices are unaffiliated entities. Hello, my name is Navia Jenkins-Johnston. I am the senior conference producer for wealthmanagement.com events like Inside ETFs, Retirement Income Edge, Wealth Stack, and I am pleased to host the Wealth Management Edge Visionaries podcast. We get a chance here to speak to the subject matter experts who make our conference unforgettable. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to another episode of Wealth Management Edge Visionaries. Today, I have the distinct honor of welcoming our guest, Heather Fortner, CEO of Signature FD, and um, everyone's everyone's uh, friend and everyone's goals, right? CEO goals. Um, Heather, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. You're too kind. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. We have been working on this discussion for a little while, and I've been excited thinking about it. And I, you know, I know I, I sent over some notes and sort of discussed with you some of the thoughts that I have about who you are and what you represent to the community and to women and um, to, you know, folks that that perhaps are wondering how to create something as special as you as you have with your 20 year long career, right? Um, over 20 years. And I thought about all that you've been doing that really is about connecting this community. We know that you have an incredible company. We know that that you have had an incredible journey, but I would love to re- remind our audience a little bit about what it took to get there. Mm-hmm. So can we start with just sort of talking about a synopsis of your career journey, the path that, that takes you to where you are today? Yeah, it's never straight. Let's just say that, you know, I, I think the the beauty of the path is that most of the time, sometimes most of the time you, you go in a place that you never thought you would be. And all of a sudden um, a, a beautiful potential future opens up that you truly never even thought was possible. And and sometimes that happens literally when you least expect it. It just, I could have never imagined that this is where my career would be. If you'd have told me this, I, I just would have laughed. But I think the beauty of it is 
that I just took advantage of the opportunities that presented themselves and was never above any job. I think that for me, the learning, the aspect of, I just wanted to know more and I just wanted to learn more. And I found so many things interesting that when the opportunity came up to do this or do that or dip my toe there, taking advantage of those opportunities, I could have never known that what I was learning would create a foundation that today allows me to connect dots in our industry, in our company, that not everybody else can connect just because they haven't had similar experiences. And so I just, you know, sometimes you can be so focused on the end goal that you forget to pick your head up and be grateful for each and every moment and each and every experience. And there are times that I I look back and I think, man, I wish I had just paused long enough to enjoy the journey a little bit more. I I love this question, right? I, it's one of my favorite questions is I've had um, the honor of talking to so many great folks in our industry. And it's interesting to hear the responses, right? You talk about how you've had this winding path. Um, the path has essentially revealed itself to you mm-hmm. as you walked mm-hmm. it, as you took mm-hmm. the steps, right? And you talk about the importance of, you know, perhaps taking a moment and being able to digest all of it, um, take all of it in, and then be able to just stand back and survey at the wonder and majesty of all that's happening around you. Because it is wondrous, right, mm-hmm. how we are able to create um, paths or have paths created for mm-hmm. us. And the reason I'm honing in on this is because uh, one of my goals with this podcast has been to have our audience essentially see a little bit of the blueprint for success, a little bit mm-hmm. of the blueprint mm-hmm. for our visionaries. And one of the things that's sort of highlighted, right, is mission statements, goals, focus. Where is your vision? as it relates to your organization and to your being. So as I was doing a little bit of preparation for this, I saw, you know, Heather has so many sort of really interesting media takes and things you could call mission statements and headlines. But I saw a particular phrase where where you talked about being sort of authentically connecting leaders, opportunities and experiences to educate, empower, and drive change. And it sort of became my mantra for Heather in my mind. And I said, how do we create that mantra for ourselves? Mm -hmm. How do we start at the beginning, right? And work on what the end is. Kind of see the tree from the seed Mm -hmm. that we planted. Mm -hmm. How do we see the tree at the very end? And so I wanted to sort of go backwards and say, we've seen now the end. We know about this mission. We know about connecting leaders. We know about the fact that you're able to do this. Heather, tell us if you had to say sort of, let's start with 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 two, top two items that have fueled the 
the end sort of 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 mm-hmm. this mission mm-hmm. how do you how did you um what do you think is is sort of right underneath the surface in allowing you to say this is my mission this is who i am and this is what my mission statement would be so that others can do the same i think that's a fascinating question and i think the two things that that immediately come to my mind you know my my mission statement for myself many many years ago i was struck by the fact as i was studying companies as i was studying leaders that i really admired that everybody seemed to have a very well articulated mission statement. I thought, man, I don't, I don't have one of those. I don't, I don't really know. Like, what do I stand for? Like, what am I good at? What do I want to do? What at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, what do I want people to remember me for? And my faith is incredibly important to me. And I will say that it is the most important thing to me. And so I spent a lot of time thinking, praying, reflecting, reading, studying. And ultimately, I I came to believe that there are just two things that I'm supposed to do. Just two. And that is to love and lead well. That's it. And... I was purposed for that. And sometimes, sometimes you lead people by loving them well. And sometimes you love people by leading them well. Mm. And it's different for every person. It's different in different seasons. It's different in different situations. And the thing that as I really grounded myself in that simplistic but very purposed mission statement was one, if I was going to lead people well, I needed to be trained well to do it. And two, that love actually looks different for everybody. And It is much more difficult to love people how they need to be loved versus how you want to love them. And that's a skill set. And some people, some people haven't really experienced love. And so they may not be open. And, And that was a real learning experience for me and a real journey for me of understanding that in order to lead people well, you have to love them differently and you have to love them on their terms and in a way that resonates with them, not necessarily in the way that works for you. And so that's really my mission. It's, it's, it's bringing people together, connecting people in a way that highlights the value of their humanity, basically. That every single person is worthy of love. Every single person 
is worthy of respect and kindness and clarity. And my job is quite honestly nothing more than to ensure that there are spaces and places and that our organization is a place where every person's humanity is honored. And that when you create that space and you just fill it with amazing people and you watch them bloom where they're planted and and become the phenomenal people that they were purposed to be. And then they go out and they do that for all the people that they touch. Like That's how you change the world, right? Like I could never change the world on my own. I mean, it's just not possible. But if I can do it, if I can do it for 10 people and those 10 people can do it for a hundred people and those 100 people can do it for a million people, you know, that's the world that we all want to live in. And it's the world that we don't see today. And so if people want to lead well in today's world, then creating those spaces where the humanity and the uniqueness and the individuality of every single human can be honored and respected and safe. That's how you change the world. That's how we all make it a better place. This is, it's incredible um, to hear from leaders who have evidence, right? Of what works. They, they, they have years in their track record. They have an incredible reputation. They have an incredible business structure that is evidence of the philosophies that we get to talk about on this podcast. But what I think is interesting is sometimes even the wording that I hear that's used, and I'm hearing that from you right now, because I said something earlier on, I said the word blueprint, right? And I ta- I'm talking about something maybe that comes a little bit from my my engineer and architect father and family tree sort of seeping down into my uh, creative presentation of my own gifts. But what you said is a word that sounds very different, right? You talked about the importance of um, what it means to respect essentially what makes each human specific and unique. And sometimes those words sound contradictory for some folks. Blueprints can sound very inorganic and very much, you know, uh, plan and structure oriented. But what I am learning more and more is that a plan and a structure needs to be um, animated by a living sort of mission a living philosophy, essentially the flame uh, of the candle needs to light everything else up. And so I think to myself, for those of for those of us that may be listening that don't know about, you know, Signature FE's particular sort of mission statement or tagline, that the statement is at the intersection of wealth and worth is net worthwhile. What's yours? So I thought this would be a perfect time to sort of say, here we are talking about this very sort of complex, intangible, specific to Heather's, you know, own self and her and her faith and her foundation. But then we see that 
in a very real way reflected in her business. So what I, I think next makes, makes sense is to sort of ask, how do we define our own net worthwhile? How do mm. we define what makes us unique? What makes us you know, what? what's the Heather factor for Navia and for Wendy and for Cameron? What What is that? And how do we determine that for ourselves individually? Yeah, it, it's, it's a fun, intimidating, overwhelming, beautifully authentic process, I think, to get to what someone would call their net worthwhile. Um, It truly is the intersection of the things that you find most, most worthwhile in your life and simply aligning the resources and the wealth that you have to those things that matter most. That's it. Now, The hard part, sometimes the overwhelming part, sometimes it's super easy and sometimes you have to dig super deep is that not everybody has given themselves the freedom, the space, told the truth to themselves, to others about the things that that matter to them the most. Some people haven't had the right to do that. Some people haven't had time or space to even explore what those things might be. And so our belief at Signature FD, and and I, I have to be honest, I believe most advisors, if they're being honest, if we're, if we're looking at the profession as a whole, most advisors believe that there are things that matter to our clients. We all know that, yes. right? It's part of the central financial planning process. Figure out what their goals are and align their wealth to their goals. But how many advisors are actually willing to walk that journey with the clients to push, to come back, mm-hmm. to challenge, to, to sit and wait? to sit in the hard, to experience the joy. Those are the things that I believe lead to, hey, at the end of the day, what matters most to you? What lights you up? What would you do? I love to ask this question to people. What would you do if you didn't get paid a single dime to do it? Because there's something in your soul that literally... You can't not do it. Those are the things that I think people should know, want to know, want to articulate, and then align their lives and their wealth and their time and their energy to those things, whatever they might be. Now, you know, we understand everyone has different opportunities. Everyone has different circumstances you know, to some degree. Everyone can achieve or pursue their net worthwhile at different paces at different times. And guess what? Your net worthwhile may change in a different season. Your net worthwhile may look different. But at the end of the day, I believe that there is 
freedom and power in being able and willing to articulate and say out loud those things that matter to you the most. And for there to be a, a place where those things are valued just because they're yours. This is this is a huge part of, I think, what connects us together and why I've been so drawn to your story and to your legacy. I've had conversations with other women in this space about the impact that you've had on them, um, even even from you know the 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 stage, right? Even from your presence uh, on a panel or giving a keynote, and how much it's 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 clear that you're helping to create spaces for people to be their unique and authentic selves by by simply doing that for yourself, right? Being who you are and being authentic, even in places where people don't expect that on a podcast, at a conference, in these professional spaces, you are setting an example of what it means to be who you are, take up room, take up space in the room. And it's an important lesson for us to learn about our worth. Because you, you like, like you said, advisors are in a space where their jobs are partly to connect people, their, their end goals, right, with the force that that they can put behind it, which is their, their funds. So they need to start to learn some of that, some of that skill set that you mentioned, which is about aligning true purpose, truth in general, true transparency with the future, with your vision for the future. I want to say that it it's it's important to in this this uh, journey of finding this this answer for ourselves, finding our own why. It's important to kind of go to you know go to our source, go to our core. And Heather, if if it's okay, I think it's important to say that one of the things that was important in our first conversation was how family is at the center of what you what you do and who you are. For folks listening in the audience, Heather sat down, or I sat down next to Heather, randomly at a <laughs> lunch in things. After a think tank, I think I was in one room, so we were separated by think tanks. Um, and I ran over because I said, oh, this subject matter is so important to me. I just wanna get the very end of it. And who did I end up being being next to? Heather Fortner, right? <laughs> I looked over, I looked to the right and I said, oh, oh my gosh, this is who I am randomly sitting next to. So I go and I grab like lunch as quickly as possible. She doesn't even know this. Bring my plate back, like nobody take my seat. <laughs> and I sit down and Heather starts talking to me about groceries. <laughs> she starts talking to me about the fact that as we sit at this think tank and we are and we're preparing for her to go you know talk about being one of the industry's largest CEOs she is thinking about taking care of her family from you know miles and miles <laughs> away i think about that in terms of when when we're asked what's important what's our why can you speak a little bit to how that's helped to shape your career, helped to 
to shape mm-hmm. some of the decisions when you could have made a left, but instead you made a right. Yeah. Um, how you make some of those decisions based on some of that, the core importance of family. Yeah, that's, it's funny. You asked the question earlier and I said there were two things that came to my mind and the two, you know, were my faith and my family. And, you know, I've spoken about it before, but, but my husband and I, you know, we had, well, we have five babies in heaven. You know, having a family was not, um, it was not easy for us. And when you have a dream, and you are used to being someone that is able to make things happen. And you face things that are completely out of your control. It has, it changes you. It just changes you. And you know, we lost several pregnancies. We, we were, we've, we've had a lot of loss. And when we finally had our daughter, our first daughter in 2016, there was this real moment inside of me that said, when you have been given such a gift. You don't ever take it for granted. And that little gift is turning seven tomorrow. And I've never once taken her for granted. And that was the thing that I promised myself was that, you know, in those days when I was just broken, I mean, I was just I had this great career, I had this great husband, I had everything I could have ever wanted, and yet I was not a mom. And I had all these babies in heaven, and I, I, there was nothing I could do. I couldn't make it any better. I just promised myself in the, in the moment, I, I promised God in the moment that if if it was to be, and if we were to ever have um, children in our home, that they would be my top priority. And so they have, and they are. And here's the interesting thing about it. So we had my daughter in 2016. We had another miscarriage in 2019. And in 2020, I became CEO. And I have to say there was this moment in time where a very large part of me was so proud of, of, man, like Heather, this should be the moment in your career where like you, you've reached the top, you know, you've, you've, and yet the mom in me said, well, I guess I can't, I can't have any more kids now. And so there was just this horrible tension inside of me that just felt like I was giving up what truly mattered most to me, which was another child to take this role, which mattered 
as well. But it didn't feel like a trade-off that I was willing to make. And so I sat with that. I sat with that. I did the I did what I needed to do. And we all know that, you know, becoming president and then CEO in 2020 of all years <laughs> was like, I mean, if you're gonna go into a job, you might as well like that's I mean, you might as well just dive head first into like the most ridiculous time in the in entire course of humanity to become a CEO in the company because it doesn't get much harder than that. Right. Like, and so I just kind of, you know, I was like, I'll think about that later. I'll think about, I'll grieve, you know, my, the, the change in my path that I wouldn't have first seen. I'll grieve that later. You know, and I just come off another loss, uh, another miscarriage in 2019. And so I was just, you know, I, I have to say like, there was just a time that it was, I just had to put it aside and say, you know what, I will process all of this later right now. I have a job to do. And then in April of 2021, so I became CEO October 12th of 2020, 2020. And in April of 2021, we got pregnant again. And I will never forget the moment that I sat down and I was like, well, God, here we are. <laughs> We're six months in, right? We're like brand new CEO. I'm 46 years old and we're pregnant. And I thought, you know what? Once again, the path yes. changed. And I thought, you know what? We're doing this. We're, we are not only are we doing this, but we know that this is exactly what was meant to be. And I have to tell you that I was terrified of what the response from the board, you know, I have an all male board, <laughs> was, was going to be when I went to them and told them that I was pregnant. And I have to tell you, it, it is one of those core memories that has, has just been seared into my brain. But here is the, the beauty of doing genuine life with partners over an extended period of time. My partners were overjoyed for me. Mm -hmm. They had walked 20 years with me. They had been through every loss with me. And so the fact that they rallied around me with not only is this simply amazing at what, you know, the Lord is able to do, but we're family. Like this is this is what we do, and and we have such an amazing team. It's going to be great. It's going to be fine. And I have to tell you, it was, and it has been. And being able to share, just to live my life out in the open, transparently and authentically, with yeah, I've had the loss. Yeah, I know the pain. 
I also know the overwhelming joy when the Lord brings beauty from ash and sharing that with others, you would not believe the stories that I have heard and shared with people in our organization, men and women. We, we suffered through this. We experienced this. Thank you for sharing. I wanted you to know this gives me hope or this gives me a space. And it's the courage to go first and to just be honest. Not overbearing, not putting yourself on other people, but just to say, you know what? This isn't this isn't the way I would have wanted it. This isn't the way I would have planned it. It's been kind of messy and ugly and sad and happy. But you know what? That's what life is. And this is who I am. And if you need me to come and walk with you through some hard, or you need me to just sit here with you while you walk through some hard, you know what? I will show up and be there because, because guess what? That's what I know how to do. And, and if I can change and create the space for that one other person, they will go and create the space for five other people. And that's what I have to give. And that's how I lead and love well. And that, I believe, is what the Lord has blessed because I believe that's what I was purposed to do. Amazing. There is no better, in my opinion, way to bring this podcast to a close than to say thank you for the incredible transparency and authenticity that you have acted out <laughs> in this podcast for our audience and for myself. I'm so appreciative of everything that you bring to the financial services community, but most of all, <laughs> you're welcome. But most of all, that you teach us that it is possible to be successful and to be yourself. Absolutely. Folks, I just want to say thank you for joining us for the last Wealth Management Edge Visionaries podcast of the year. Wishing you and your families an incredible end of the year and the beginning of the new year. And see you soon. iShares and S&P Dow Jones Indices are proud to support the Wealth Management Edge podcast and financial advisors. With more than 1,250 products worldwide, iShares is dedicated to empowering millions of people to make their money work for them. Visit www.ishares.com to learn more. S&P Dow Jones Indices is the largest global resource for essential index-based concepts, data and research, and home to iconic financial market indicators such as the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average. iShares and S&P Dow Jones Indices are unaffiliated entities.